Today was no ordinary day. Because on August 26th, 2021, the heist was made. But for who, you may ask? To go rescue Adam Cole, baby! So I attempted to gather all the marks, all the smarks, and all of the smart Mark Sterlings. Gathering them all to one place, Stanford, Connecticut, where of course, the security is as tight. It is as rigid as a WWE free week push. So then my plan was about to commence. I grabbed my phone. I got it out. I was getting on my Wrestling With Fiction Twitch account. Then I remembered today was Thursday and he could always resign on Friday. Well, this could be incredibly dated. <laughs> ladies, gentlemen, and ladies, gentlemen, my fictional friends. Welcome to this week's episode of the Wrestling With Fiction Podcast! The podcast where I pitch to you wrestling storylines from the good, to the bad, to the damn right insane. My name's Connor Cooper, baby! And we're talking about the boy, the man, the myth, the legend, the talk of the wrestling world right now. If your name isn't CM Punk, it's Adam Cole! Oh God, I am. So to give you better context here, you might be reading this title and for you know is by the time I post this, he's either on SmackDown or he could be heading to AEW. So for now, it's just what if he goes to AEW? I don't flipping know. It could really go either way and I wouldn't be upset with him. Oh, I, I love to party. I love his relationship with the elite. I remember watching him on being the elite. I don't know where I want him to go. Should he stay or should he go? Why am I going to this song? <laughs> God. So yes, Adam Cole is one of my favorite wrestlers. Legitimately, he is in all sense and purposes, one of my favorite promos in wrestling. And not just like right now, I mean in general, like for me, he has this quality where you can see everything he's saying in his eyes. Like, it's one of those things where you look at him as he's talking, you believe every single thing he says, from his facial expressions when he's saying it, to his delivery, his cadence. His voice exceeds all high expectations that a certain man in Stanford, Connecticut would give to him. He is, in my opinion, a flipping superstar. Anywhere he goes. And it it's one of those things that's incredibly daunting for me to try and write because he's that. He's one of my favorites. It's why I haven't tried to book some of my main favorite wrestlers for, for stuff like this. But I couldn't pass this up. I couldn't pass up the idea of booking an Adam Cole AEW debut. And... Because of that, I've booked two. <laughs> you know, on this show, I like to always try and book more than one if possible, unless it's a very special occasion. And for this week, what more special occasion could it be than Adam Cole's potential AEW debut? Like, there's the controversy stuff with, like, if he goes up to the main roster, would he have to get rid of his Twitch account? In which he said, just pretty much, I don't want to get rid of my Twitch. They might do a special deal with that. They might even just... Have him get get going, you don't know. But I'm really hoping in this hypothetical scenario that in either way, he gets a really good deal out of it because if someone benefits in wrestling, we all benefit in wrestling, right? No? Maybe? Well, it's Adam Cole, baby, so yes, he does. So, with that out of the way, the idea of Adam Cole going to AEW is a incredible thing as we've discussed the history with the elite the whole like new crop of guys who, who he can work with guys like jungle boy guys like darby allen just saying those names already sounds exciting 
And to top off some of the, you know, well-established talent there, it's it's a really cool time. Adam Cole is, without question, one of the hottest free, potential free agents that could be out there right now. And maybe this is all sorted out by the time I record this, because remember, I'm recording this before Saturday, so for all I know is, he could pop up on SmackDown. I hope I'm not willing it into the universe. If I have... Oh god, this video is going to be dated. It's going to be so dated. <laughs> so, with that out the way, we're going to move on to the very first thing that has led to this whole spiral and controversy of if he could debut in AEW. And that's talking about Adam Cole's NXT career in about four minutes. So, without further ado, let's get straight into this. Okay, so let's get this completely started here. So, after having a successful indie career in Ring of Honor, New Japan, and working with the Bullet Club, Adam Cole would eventually find himself signed to NXT in 2017. He would eventually go on to have his debut at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn Free, debuting alongside Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. From this point forward, they would go by the faction name The Undisputed Era, officially branding themselves as a three-man unit, but not for much longer, after having a highly successful series of matches and competing in the very first NXT War Games, which they would end up winning. During this period, they would have continuous storylines trying to convince Roderick Strong to join the Undisputed Era to varying degrees of his success, culminating at NXT TakeOver Philadelphia, where Adam Cole would not only become the inaugural NXT North American Champion, but would also go on to win a triple threat tag team match to retain the NXT tag team titles, and in turn, adding Roderick Strong to their ranks. Adam Cole would continue defending the North American Championship until he would drop it at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. Cole's loss to the North American Championship led him to compete in another War Games match in which Undisputed Era would unfortunately lose. During this period, Adam Cole would continue to rise up the ranks, having matches against the likes of Alistair Black, Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano, and various others, culminating in Adam Cole's pursuit for the NXT Championship after Tommaso Ciampa's unfortunate injury. He would then go into a program with Johnny Gargano in which he would trade wins and losses, having his first initial loss at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, and finally getting the NXT Championship at NXT TakeOver 25. He would eventually go on to have the longest reign with the NXT title, defending it and eventually dropping the title in a Champion vs Champion match against Keith Lee. From this period, he would go on to have a series of matches against Pac McAfee, compete with the Undisputed Era in War Games, and then he would kind of do next to nothing for a bit, leading the spotlight to a up-and-coming NXT Championship contender in Kyle O'Reilly. During this, Adam Cole would turn on Kyle O'Reilly and the Undisputed Era, resulting in the Undisputed Era's unfortunate breakup later in 2020. During this, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly would continue to feud for several months, varying from varying from no disqualification matches to singles matches at the Great American Bash, to their inevitable final match, two out of three falls, at this recent NXT TakeOver. And with that, Adam Cole is officially currently unsigned to the promotion, having currently held up a contract extension which WWE did not know about. They did not know that Adam Cole's contract was coming up, so Adam Cole politely extended his contract with deals to WWE in order to consider his option, which has led many to speculate, would Adam Cole join AEW back with his old being the elite days in Ring of Honor, or would he stay in WWE and get moved up to the main roster? At the time of this recording, we don't know. But with that in mind, it could really go either way. So this is just a fun little speculation about what Adam Cole could possibly do if he went to AEW. Oh my god, this is the first summary that actually got on time with the music. Oh my god! <laughs> yes! Progress! I don't suck at this thing! Not entirely, at least. We did it! 
or I did it, but you guys listened, so we all did it. Yay! Claps! Woo! <laughs> oh, God. Either way, with that out of the way, it's time that I explain my process. process. Am I a computer now? Well, this is this is a podcast. It's going on computers. You, you know what's happening, right? Or at least I hope. I don't know. How, how did you get here if you weren't using a computer or a laptop or even a phone? What am I doing? Why am I saying this? <laughs> Either way, we're going to move on to my thought process for what do you do next with Adam Cole? Or even if you want to move them to AEW with a fantastic little segment called The Tagline. You see what I did there? Where basically I give you my 30 word almost logline style pitch of what I plan to do with the character and also explain how what I would plan to do, give my reasonings for it in a timely fashion. And I will always keep doing this just to remind you that WWE is supposedly getting a Crunchyroll series. I don't know why, I don't know how, but it still isn't a thing that could exist! <laughs> so with that, out of the way, and with the summary stuff explained, I believe it's time to ask you and myself and the fictional friends of the universe to cue the music, future me! So Adam Cole... Going to AEW is an incredibly interesting thought, not only because of just the ramifications of a NXT mainstay going to the opposite brand that hypothetically won the Wednesday Night Wars, but also just what it says about the WWE main roster and the pretense that it presents that one of your top stars left for the other company which you could also direct to the creative directions put upon by talent who have been recently called up. Your Keith Lee's, your Carrion Crosses. Carrion Cross is a big one right now. Uh, your, I, I want to say other people, Ricochet with the pew, 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 like he's got a laser beam thing. Your Alistair Blacks who got called up, asked people to knock on his door and move back. So it says a lot because Adam Cole right now is probably the hottest he's been in a long time since, you know, coming to WWE in the first place. He he really lived up to his own expectations in NXT. So really the question is, when Adam Cole goes back to the Elite, how will they respond? Particularly with how the Elite has changed since Adam Cole has left. Remember, this ain't the same group that was casually just using YouTube vlogs to tell people that Adam Cole is dead. If he comes back, it is a genuine resurrection presented into this new world continuity of AEW. So for me, the tagline for Adam Cole is very simple this week. It's that for Adam Cole, his tagline is, Leaving for a land of greater pastures, an undisputed talent makes his way to TNT to prove that he is the only one who is truly all elite. Because that's basically Adam Cole's thing. He's He's had his fights with Kenny Omega in the past of being the elite purely because they were portrayed as kind of two alphas of the group. He's always kind of been, you know, once Future Shock, you know, departed in Ring of Honor, this established singles guy with confidence as long as his locks, okay? And nothing's really gonna change that. He's got that CM Punk confidence in him, that you know, almost rebellious spirit, but kind of channeled in a slightly different direction. And I think that's a very interesting story to tell in AEW with a company of fantastic promos and history really built off the back of being the elite. There is an argument that could be made that AEW would not exist without being the elite. So with that, I think it's time that we get to our very first pitch of this week. 
And let's just say that, you know, all this elite talk wasn't just really a coincidence. Because we're going to be talking about them very soon. Because, let's face it, Adam Cole is truly the elite of professional wrestling. So a prerequisite with this before we begin, I am going off the assumption that Adam Cole's contract extension does not have a no-compete clause. So basically meaning that he can work wherever he wants as of right now at the time of this recording, unless he goes to SmackDown. Oh god, <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping this ain't happening. If I am, I am jinxing myself really freaking badly. But in the event that I'm not, our story begins at the 5th of September. And what date is that? That is the date of All Out. Great little pay-per-view there. And with it, our story happens there. But before that, we get teases from everyone's favorite resident big show, Paul White, exclaiming there is going to be a big new signing debuting at All Out. Allah. As some might be assuming at this point, a la like a Christian cage. And at this point, Paul White explains that his skills are once in a generation. And that he has the potential to be a main event star wherever he goes. Because everywhere he's been, and everywhere he's went, he's always been an all elite level talent. So, we get to All Out. At this point, I'm assuming that we're going to be getting Miro versus Eddie Kingston. That's a pretty safe bet, right? Because who's, who's, who's he really going to challenge at this point? So we are in the middle of Eddie Kingston versus Miro. The match is about to start. The bell is about to ring and out comes Paul White. A spotlight immediately shines on Paul White as he asks people to stop the match for a second. He has received a huge scoop from Tony Khan. The newest signing has been added to this match. And as this happens, you know, we get the crowd going, ooh as they go with all this other stuff. Maybe some are cluing into a certain Adam Cole, baby, as the lights go out. And we get kind of what has been teased on social media rather quickly. The Young Bucks with their, you know, classic, like, sentence and trying to bring people back to life, what they put in their bio. Uh, Britt Baker's whole, like, tease of something happening. And we basically get this kind of very spooky little titan tron that you know goes to a gravesite and in this gravesite we see the classic adam cole baby pose popping out from the grave as we see coming out from the graveyard adam cole with his like intense look in his eyes as the camera zooms in and the lights go out again and the lights turn back on as we get the dirty, sexy, sneaky thing. Power overall with the love you bring. As Adam Cole comes out, we immediately get an Adam Cole baby. Life from Chicago. Adam Cole has been added to this TNT title match. And in this, it is very much a fast-paced, chaotic match. Miro getting in some dominant offense, both on Eddie Kingston, Adam, Adam Cole. And we also really try and push the story of Eddie Kingston fighting for all of these titles and just, you know, missing the mark just a little bit more. You know, really building up that underdog story till we get to New York. And with it, the finish comes where Eddie Kingston is locked into the game over. He is like fully like clenched it back as Miro is there, but Eddie just won't tap. And as this happens, Adam Cole rushes in, puts puts his body onto Eddie Kingston and to Miro, forcing Miro's shoulders to be on the mat. One, two, three. Adam Cole steals and wins the TNT Championship from our boy Miro. It's really sad. God's favorite champion has just received a Judas effect and has had his title stolen. At this point, Adam Cole is celebrating. We get the Adam Cole baby as he's rushing up, like, back to the ramp. And as this happens, 
the AEW title matches next. And like a thief in the night, we see Adam Cole stare over to the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega as Omega makes his entrance. And Adam Cole just, he smiles and he walks away. So that happens. And during this period, I'm just going to say the Super Elite all retain their titles at this point. So that all happens. And the show ends at All Out with Kenny Omega just, you know, celebrating he's done it as Adam Cole looks out from the stands or the ring. And he doesn't enter. He doesn't help the Super Elite. He just kind of watches on. And he walks away. Building to the next Dynamite. So on the next Dynamite, we establish Adam Cole as a bit of a workhorse champion. He is the face of TNT. Remember, Adam Cole's character is essentially that he thinks he is the best at everything. If you go back to his promo with Karrion Cross, he literally says, you know what makes Adam Cole special? When you ring the damn bell. So during this, we get Adam Cole's first title defense of many. And it's against none other than the elite hunter, Frankie Kazarian. Why Frankie Kazarian? Because, you know, he is suspicious of all things elite, including one of their former members. <laughs> so that match goes on, pretty much just a tune-up match to get over Adam Cole, get over his offense. And of course, Adam Cole wins, which results in Kenny Omega immediately coming out for a little segment of his own, you know, Praising the fact that he retained the title from Christian Cage. Once again, passing Adam Cole in a very odd set of circumstances, you know, watching on. Because remember, Adam Cole's whole thing that led to him being killed off and being the elite was kind of just a hatred of Kenny Omega and, you know, him having, like, the more favoritism with the Bucks. Because that's kind of what Adam Cole wanted. He kind of wanted... You know, in the New Japan story, the leadership. He also just wanted more friendship stuff with the Bucks. So, at this point, you might be wondering, why is it that we're not having Adam Cole cut promos? Like, that is the main appeal of Adam Cole, aside from him being a great wrestler, is that his promos are so captivating. Why are these things not really being mentioned? Well, a couple things with that. Remember... Adam Cole is kind of a bit of a loner in this scenario. He doesn't really have any friends here. Because, let's face it, the Young Bucks kicked him out. And with that, him kind of being this new signing, it's kind of like how Christian came in. He didn't really have any friends, and it took, like, several months till he got an alliance with Jungle Boy. Same with Ethan Page. When he first came in, he didn't really have any friends either until Scorpio Sky turned heel. It's very much a similar circumstance with those set of wrestlers. Adam Cole at this point is kind of trying to find his place. And for many, it's already in a pretty good position as he's already the face of the network, so to speak. Going past this tangent, Kenny Omega and the Super Elite begin to continually pummel on Kazarian, you know, because uh, he's the Elite Hunter. He's kind of been a bit of a douche to them. And in this, we finally get the return of Hangman Adam Page, once again going a bit of a loner here, trying to fend off the Bucks and Kenny. And he does so with marginally decent success. And with that, we move on to the very next week of Dynamite. More on the whole Hangman stuff later. And with it, we get Adam Cole's, you know little bit of a deviation from the TNT title stuff, we get a six-man tag match between the Dark Order and the Young Bucks and Adam Cole. Yes, Adam Cole is teaming with the Young Bucks. And we get what can really be described as their very first interaction of sorts. Uh, the Young Bucks, you know, they begin being all braggadocious about how they're the tag team champions, the longest reigning tag team champions, how they're EVPs, extremely violent people. And he just, you know, in that very uh, passive-aggressive way, just taps Adam on the shoulder and just says, you probably know about that, right, Adam? And Adam, he kind of just, he kind of just smirks at them and walks away. He doesn't really say anything. 
And the commentator is put over how he's been uncharacteristically silent. He's been so focused as a TNT champion, and it's kind of baffling how Adam Cole ended up, you know, teaming with the Young Bucks. And we get the reveal, as you know, Don Callis is usually on commentary, that he just thought it would be a very nice reunion, you know? Like, it's a miracle seeing a person come back from the dead. It's almost like, you know, he is a super elite level talent, you know, like the Young Bucks. And that he would fit right in. And with this, we get, you know, the return of the super click, you know, the great chemistry between the three. And they end up beating the Dark Order, keeping kind of Adam Cole's return pretty strong. And we get, once again, Hangman for the very first time helping out and reuniting the Dark Order. You know, really coming in for the save, which I really want. I really want it so bad. I want the fighting to stop. I want it to stop so badly. And it's in this that we get a little bit of subtlety here. Where throughout this segment, Adam Cole does not fight the Dark Order. He does not even fight Adam Page. He doesn't really fight them or cause specific injuries. In fact, he only really attacks Adam Page out of self-defense when he tries to go for the buckshot lariat on him. He counters it with the super kick, and then we just get, you know, elite hangman brawls. You know, the classic dynamite formula right now. So going on from that, the next week we finally get advertised on AEW Dynamite Adam Cole's answers explaining his actions and his potential relationship with the super elite or lack thereof potentially. Adam Cole comes out, grabs a microphone, and he says, three weeks ago, I gave a shock to the system when Adam Cole became TNT champion. A system that could never be the best without good old Adam Cole, baby. Because Adam Cole is all elite. Adam Cole runs the show. And lately, people seem to be overlooking this. Because whilst I was too busy dominating a brand in another company, the world seemed to have turned on its head a bit. And honestly, I don't care. Because I don't care about... At Hangman Page. I don't care about the Elite. I care about being the face of this network and the best wrestler on this planet because I am your TNT champion. The greatest TNT champion. I am! And Hangman comes out. Hangman being the anxious millennial cowboy is, you know, of course a little bit suspicious of this. He just says, hold up, hold up. Hold up a second there, Hangman. Before you say anything, this is none of your damn business. Hangman quickly, you know, composes himself. Uh, are you with me or are you against me? And of course, we see Hang, we see Adam Cole quickly retort this, saying that he has nothing to do with the Dark Order or his whole Hangman plight. You, you think I've got time to worry about your pathetic little pity party, Hangman? Do you see what championship I'm holding? I, I don't care what's going on with you. And as this happens, of course, the Elite come out. Matt Jackson gets on the microphone and says, Oh, poor Hangman. Looking for people to stab in the back. Adam, don't listen to this nobody. He is not Elite. Remember those days in Ring of Honor where we would, you know, take the... Where he would take the fall again and again? Those days haven't changed. And those days likely never will. Because people don't change, Adam. Of course. Uh, Adam... Adam is kind of not really responding to both. He's kind of caught in the crossfire where it seems like both sides... Kind of want to get Adam on their side to kind of even the odds against one another. Because remember, they were put in a fight for the full, almost like Survivor Series match. Assuming that they were equals... So, both could arguably be considered two incredibly strong United forces. So, Adam Cole, being the TNT champion, your face of the network, your new big independent star, it could really change the tide on where this could potentially go. And, 
as this happens and it feels like the intensity is ramming up, remember who was TNT champion before? Yes, it's Miro, God's favorite champion, and he is on a rampage because, uh, yes, his belt was essentially stolen from him. He had the match won. His music plays, and Adam Cole's eyes just completely change as he realizes this Bulgarian behemoth is chasing after him. So Adam Cole, he's essentially friends of none, enemy of many. He is running from Miro. And as this happens, you know, more super elite, Dark Order, Hangman brawls go off. And from this point, week to week, we get Adam Cole defending the title with, you know, both sides trying to convince Adam to join their respected point. Trying to aid him in some of his TNT title matches, which end up nearly costing him the title on several occasions to new and up-and-coming challenges. Guys like Dante Martin again. Maybe you get a challenge between Eddie Kingston in the build-up to New York. And with it, we kind of have Adam Cole once again kind of sitting on the fence here. So when the pay-per-view comes around, we get Adam Cole versus Miro. At full gear, where it's always going to be a bit of a special time, isn't it? And Adam Cole throughout this is kind of being questioned and interviewed about his status with the Elite, his status with Hangman, because he does have history with both. We get some, you know, Road 2 segments discussing Adam Cole's history with both parties, where it all kind of concludes in the build-up to Full Gear, where Matt Jackson once again says that, you know, hopefully you remember what we did for you, Adam. And Adam simply, you know, tells him, well, people never change. And the Bucks once again retort with saying, hopefully you'll return the favor. And with it, the Bucks exit alongside Adam Cole. And we get to full gear, as I keep on saying before. Adam Cole versus Miro, where with the help of the Young Bucks, Adam Cole successfully defends the title against Miro. Also on the same show, we have Kenny Omega finally dropping the belt to Hangman Adam Ke Cage. Hangman Adam Cage? Oh, great! It's the fusion of Christian Cage and Adam Page and Brian Cage and Ethan Page. Hangman Adam Cage! No, Hangman Adam Page wins the AEW title in his big coronation moment. No schmozzes, no random shenanigans. This is Hangman's moment. You don't want to spoil it. So, in the coming weeks of this, we get, you know, Hang Hangman successfully defending the title, taking on all comers. And, well, Adam Cole defending the TNT title from week to week, building up to a very special event, Winter is Coming, where... Hangman Page is defending the AEW title once again against Kenny Omega. Except, by orders of Tony Khan, there is a set stipulation to prevent any further chaos between the Dark Order and the Elite. Because the special guest enforcer will be Adam Cole. And with this, the build once again continues with the, you know, months of build by the Bucks and... The Dark Order to try and get Adam on his side. We get even more segments between them trying to get Adam to kind of join their ranks. Adam's kind of a tweener at this point. You know, we get some cheeky segments with Adam Cole and Uno playing Uno. I quite like that. <laughs> Evil Uno and Adam Cole playing Uno. Uh, the Young Bucks and Adam Cole recalling their times in being the Elite back when they were just like the best of friends. And this all builds to a fabulous little contract signing in which Adam Cole is one of the center people trying to keep everything at bay where he starts cutting this promo saying that three months ago, I walked into Chicago as the hottest free agent in professional wrestling. Three months later, I am the greatest face of this network that this company has ever seen. I took an opportunity that none of you could ever do, and I won one of the most prestigious titles in this promotion on my very first night. 
So if I'm tasked to inspect this down the middle, I feel it's only fair that I get my thoughts out straight down the middle. Hangman, I always knew that you would one day rise to the occasion. But I always knew that you could and never would be able to rise up to me. But let's talk about you, Mr. Omega. I've got a lot of things to say. In fact, for all the arguments we've had, I've always had a respect for you traveling the world, living in Japan, just to get a foot in the door. You beat Hangman in experience without question. But the thing you lack is me, the it factor. In fact, both of you lack this it factor because as long as I'm holding this, AEW will forever and always be the Adam Cole show. Because I am the man who, and immediately at this point, Hangman, believing kind of all of this has been directed at him, immediately starts attacking Cole and starts brawling between him. And with it, Kenny tries to defend it in his honor, along with the Bucks to try and help Cole. Which once again, keep in mind, Cole does not attack Hangman. And we get officially in this build. Winter is coming. Hangman Page versus Adam Cole. A fantastic match once again. Where, once again, despite Adam Cole's best efforts, he can't keep the Super Elite and Dark Order at bay. It's at this point where Adam Cole grabs the AEW World Championship and, you know, gives it to Omega as he's kind of like demanding it. Like, you, you want to be back in the Super League, right? You want to you wanna join me? You want to join me? And he just hands it over to Omega. But it keeps his grip on it. Super kicking Kenny Omega, hitting him with the AEW Championship, and allowing Hangman Adam Page to get the cover. One, two, three. Hangman Page retains in Winter is Coming, and Adam Cole just starts shouting, you took away my friends. I'm taking away your career. He throws the mic down. And <laughs> the very next week, Adam Cole just unloads and all of the frustration that has happened in the months that he's been in AEW, the time that he was supposedly killed off on being the elite, where he just says, a lot of people around here keep asking me to give an explanation. Everybody with a pulse is killing me to give an answer in that locker room about what I did. Well, here you go. Let me remind you what I said before Hangman tried to knock me out. Tried to knock the taste out of my mouth. Weeks ago, I said that I admired Kenny. I respected him. As in past tensed. My history with the Elite has been well documented, but what hasn't been documented is my time post-Elite. You see, I come to find that when I returned from my time that all my fears about Kenny had came true. He stole my best friends away from me, and nearly four years later, he corrupted them and made them his puppets in his sick little game and he did this all because Adam Cole was not in his life anymore he did this because he thought that Adam Cole would never take vengeance on Kenny Omega he thought that you could kill Adam Cole but Adam Cole never dies he always comes back and what Adam Cole says, he gets. And with this, he goes away. And we get, from this point, weeks to week of just Kenny and Adam Cole just brawling and brawling. The Young Bucks starting to see, you know, some errors of their ways here. Because, uh, once again... The whole situation that they had back in like 
2016 is suddenly revisiting them again. Who do they choose? Adam Cole or Kenny Omega? Both incredibly well-established bonds, and we start to see some cracks in the super elite here. The elite don't seem to quite have the chemistry they had in six-man tags. Adam Cole starts to, like, appear at him and ringside, kind of distracting Kenny, and in turn, costing the Bucks the tag team titles. And so, we get at Revolution, which is where I will end this story. Kenny Omega versus Adam Cole for the TNT Championship, and potentially their alliance with the Bucks. Once again, raising the TNT title up, even maybe even further beyond where Cody Rhodes took it, and Brody Lee, and Miro, and all the other great TNT champions to a near main event level belt. And with it, what better way can you do that than with Adam Cole, baby? So that is the first story. <laughs> and I admit, I can kind of see where some of the negatives are, but I think plotting Adam Cole in that middle ground and having his whole angle be that he is essentially kind of caught in the middle of all of this is a great parallel to the whole Dark Order story, what they're trying to tell with like five in the middle of like the Uno and Grayson, Silver and Alex Reynolds conflict. I think that's quite a nice dynamic that you kind of have a parallel on the kind of the super elite side. Uh, I think Adam Cole winning the title straight off is a very interesting direction. And you create a lot of enemies, so you kind of keep him in that kind of heel tweener position. He's not fully babyface. I think that's quite an interesting thing. And what I also like with it is that you make Adam Cole this loner. Which works incredibly well because nearly everybody in their mother in AEW is in a faction. I want my loners. <laughs> okay? Don't get me wrong. I love me a good faction. I love that. I love the sass of a faction going in and out together. But having those couple loners in there who are kind of your badasses. Who don't really care. They'll take on everything. Kind of like how what? Hangman Page is doing right now? Sign me up! I want those! <laughs> and with the whole, like, faces of the network, I think ties into the, kind of, the arrogance of Adam Cole and kind of the, you know, he believes he's the best at everything. I think that works really well and it's a good angle for him to kind of, like, self-insert him into kind of a high-level position, but without, like, overbooking him to the, like, main event status immediately. And starting to give that build over time. So that's kind of what I would do for the first story. But I have another one which... I feel... It's just something I really want to do. I don't think it would be the best scenario. But I think it's a really fun one. So... For the final pitch here. For Adam Cole's potential AEW debut. I want to ask myself. And you, the fictional friends. What Adam Cole could do against a cult of personality. Yes, I want an Adam Cole versus CM Punk feud. Fight me, okay? If we're getting Punk back, I want a feud with Adam Cole because just imagine the promos. Think of the promos. Oh! It'd be so good, and I can't even put them into words because I had so much trouble trying to write some of them. Ah! <laughs> so yes, I really want CM Punk versus Adam Cole if it were to happen. Because I, I think everybody is still on the rush with the fact that, oh wait, CM Punk is back. How the... What? <laughs> That, that's a thing that happened. It wasn't a joke. It legit happened. Ah, it's only been a week. It's only been a week. Okay, I need to calm down. I need to think. I need to think. I need to talk. I need to talk. So, how would this come about? So, this happens post AEW All Out. It is CM Punk basically addressing the AEW fans, asking... 
Who is your next challenger, CM Punk? Who is your next big fight? Look, we, we may as well keep Punk as a huge attraction, because he is. If you get a 1.1 million on Rampage, you're going to treat them like a major attraction. On a really bad time slot, like where Rampage is usually on television. You, you want that. So Punk is out there, cutting once again another classic CM Punk promo, where he's about to address who his next opponent is going to be. You know, he lists off some of his opponents who he'd love to face, like guys like Jungle Boy, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, he praises some of the people in the women's division, like Britt Baker. And as he's listing off these names, a man in a mask, you know, a man in a, you know, conveniently designed Dark Order masks, comes in and starts attacking CM Punk. We start seeing super kicks, uh strikes to the gut and particularly you know targeting the ribs that have likely been damaged against you know Darby Allen in Chicago and what is the biggest indicator is that they hit the Panama sunrise and the last shot and as the crowd is slowly queuing in on what is going on the man reveals his mask to be none other than Adam Cole the crowd is going nuts Adam Cole has arrived in AEW and immediately as this happens security comes down and Adam Cole paralleling CM Punk in Money in the Bank 2011 just blows a kiss and runs away out of the building. The very next week Punk addresses the situation. We get revealed on commentary that Adam Cole is not signed to AEW. There's still mystery about his whereabouts and his potential signing of a contract he might even still be in the land of connecticut for all we know and punk starts cutting this primary grams the microphone noticeably you know taped up and bandaged from adam cole's assault and he simply says adam don't pretend like this was all business i know who i am what i represent to these people this is not all business because when you face CM Punk, you face the best in the world. Adam, contrary to what people may believe, I know you pretty well. I remember meeting you backstage as I tried to change the culture some years ago. Well, the culture's been changed. I'm here. But have you? Because from what I've seen, you haven't changed a bit. Meaning that you're still the same mindless, carny, clapping goofball that I met two years ago, rocking out to Cult of Personality. So if that's all you want, then that's fine. But if you want to take on the best of the world, I dare you, Adam. I dare you to shock the system. I dare you to come up to me and look me in the eye and fight CM Punk. And Adam, we slowly see, you know, the cameras, you know, pan around the audience. They're cheering. And one of the cameras catches Adam Cole sitting at the front row with a ticket as security immediately go to Adam Cole's aid as he slowly walks to the ramp. Or at least not the ramp, you know what I mean. And CM Punk just, he just like gestures to him to get in here, get in here. He's asking the security to go away. And he asks him to get in here. Adam walks down, holding the ticket in his hand as security, you know, stops. And Punk and Adam look at each other eye to eye. We see the you know, look of intensity between the two. And as Cole is about to say something, Punk immediately headbutts Cole and security begin to brawl. Because remember, Adam Cole is technically not signed with the company. This is technically assault by CM Punk. He is assaulting Adam Cole, an unsigned performer in All Elite Wrestling, without it being a sanctioned match. So in this, we get, if you guys remember when uh, John Moxley, back in the early days of AEW, tried to 
have like a conversation with Tony Khan. We get a similar thing with Tony Khan trying to talk to CM Punk saying, look, I know you're upset. He should have never attacked you. But remember, we are a publicly traded company. Whilst we have a voice with these fans and these people, the people come first. And he simply says that Adam Cole will get to speak his side and what could happen and could not. But for now, I must give you a fine for your actions. At this point, Punk, he's just annoyed. He's upset. And on the very next week, we get Adam Cole explaining his actions. He gets to essentially walk into the ring, still in kind of street clothes. And he sits cross-legged, grabs a microphone. The camera zooms in on him, saying... Do I have everybody's attention now? Immediately the crowd go, Ooh, he said his thing. He said the thing. <laughs> oh, that hurt, didn't it? It hurt that your precious little problem child couldn't mutter his favorite phrase. This isn't about being the best in the world, punk. Because... No amount of stupid catchphrases and t-shirts can change who the real best in the world is. It's the fact that you continue to call yourself the best in the world that upsets me. Because here's the thing, punk. The best in the world doesn't get complacent. The best in the world does not leave his fans in a form of Stockholm Syndrome for seven years. The best in the world... He's Adam Cole, baby. And I'm tired of people demanding you came back. I am tired of people begging for you to change the wrestling world. Because the wrestling world was better off without you. You're nothing but an out-of-prime check collector looking to ride off the revolution that I made. So call yourself the best in the world. Because... Whilst you keep calling yourself that, the rest of the world has already moved on without you. So as you already know, I I have a little bit of leverage here in this scenario. So Punk, if you're watching this, I already spoke to Tony. I gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. At full gear, we get Cole versus Punk. Because I'm not afraid of you. But Punk, in reality, you should be afraid of me. And at this point, Adam Cole leaves the arena. We immediately get boos from the crowd. Because, you know, people love CM Punk at this point. It's the return of CM Punk. And we get, at this point, several video packages putting over Adam Cole as this star who's very much like CM Punk. He is by all intents and purposes kind of a kind of the potentially next generation of CM Punk. You know those loud rebellious people who only are not afraid to speak their mind but will also back it up in the ring. Conversely we also get video packages of CM Punk training and also getting over the fact that you know the reason why he came back to AEW, as he stated in his promo, was to prove that he still is the best in the world. And if he can't be Adam Cole, then is he really ready to still be that? Can he still be the CM Punk that we all know and love? That is the tension that we are building, people. Because as much as I want to add a, you know, special stipulation that if Adam Cole wins, he gets his contract with AEW... By this point, he's probably going to get signed anyways, by this point. You don't need to raise the stakes of this. It's already big. You don't need to make it too gimmicky. Because it's Adam Cole versus CM Punk. The promo battles, the exchanges, the contract signings between who believes they're the best in the world. The tension is palpable as you head into full gear. And very much the match I envision is very much the focus of Adam Cole's cockiness getting in his way against CM Punk. Because remember here, 
CM Punk has been through this exact same phase of letting this cockiness get in the way. Because, you know, now that he is now supposedly the best in the world, it's almost like a title to him that he has to defend. So he's taking it and almost treating it like it's a championship match. Every match to Punk is a big fight feel. And conversely, we start to see the more serious side of Adam Cole come out into this match. You know, the breakneck pace that we're familiar with in his matches against Johnny Gargano. Um, his matches with Tommaso Ciampa and various others because Adam Cole can go. This exchange keeps going on. It keeps going on. We see, you know, counters to each other's moves. We get to see Adam Cole hit a GTS trying to go for the last shot. That gets countered into an Anaconda Vice. Just a bunch of fun little spots showing that they know each other extremely well. Even if it was just from a small interaction on WWE backstage. They have incredibly good chemistry. And the finish of the match leads to a absolute shocker in which CM Punk loses to Adam Cole. I would go for that result in this kind of dream match scenario because uh, I think Adam Cole would really benefit from a win against CM Punk because somebody's going to have to beat Punk. And to have it be a guy with the promo ability, the charisma, the just all-around facials that Adam Cole possesses, I want that. And then you build from that point CM Punk's lack of confidence in him. You know, the weeks and weeks of Dynamite where, you know, his promise start to question if he's still got it as the best in the world. As Adam Cole parades around his AEW contract, his opportunities, uh, these new big title matches. And it builds to the very next show at Revolution. Adam Cole is riding high as CM Punk demands one more match to reclaim his title as the best in the world. The best in the world CM Punk taking on the best in the world Adam Cole at Revolution. In which we get once again just more great uh, promos. We get maybe like an official contract signing. A you know like a very special like analysis and interviews from Tony Schiavone and uh, Jim Ross going over how, you know, CM Punk, you'd been away for seven years. Is there anything that you've done in this time that could benefit you against Adam Cole in the second match? And likewise with Adam Cole, being a fan of CM Punk and seeing what he's been capable of in the past, is there anything that you still fear? All of that, ah, I want it all. I want it all where you can eventually have them trade wins and maybe even make them a tag team i don't know i just want this pairing so goddamn badly so to conclude yes it's just an exchange of matches an exchange of feuds and promos i want cm punk versus adam cole in which adam cole eventually comes out on top with the blessing of cm punk as the best in the world because Adam Cole, baby, regardless of what brand, AEW, SmackDown, Raw, wherever he goes, Adam Cole is all elite. <laughs> Okay, I went on a massive tangent there about the punk thing. <laughs> but I like the concept of it. I really do. I really think that that could be one of one of those like big money feuds that could really elevate guys like Adam Cole to that main event status that it feels like a lot of AEW talent are getting. Like there's there's so many there's so many, there's so many of them. Oh, I've got, a, I've got a lot of future content to cover with these people. I might need to go back to Hangman Page. Oh, Hangman Page, Kenny Omega. Uh, I don't want to go through more, otherwise I'm just going to be on here forever. So with that in mind, 
Let's get on to the double axe handle of podcasting segments. It's fantasy fumble, everybody. Oh, so in case you don't know what the heckings a fantasy fumble is, it's basically fantasy booking stuff in which I have to create a storyline from essentially improvisation or randomness. In about two or three minutes, and I'm always freaking out. I'm always panicking because it's always improvised, and I'm just not good at improv. And to remind everyone, I am accepting submissions. So if you have a wacky story idea that you want in Fantasy Fumble that I must use to explain for a wrestler's storyline, please. Tell me at Instagram at Connor the... No. Please tell me on Instagram at Wrestling With Fiction. Please tell me on Twitter at Connor the Cooper. Or even tell me on flipping TikTok at Wrestling With Fiction. Because that's a thing I do. And so with that, let's get into this chaotic edition of Fantasy Fumble. And let's allow this Fantasy Fumble to begin in free... Two, one, let the dumpster fire begin! Okay, so we've all seen like a classic like isekai anime, right? You know, when you, so in case you don't know what isekai is, you jump into a, a new world. You're in a new world where everything is magical, but it, it all ends up kind of being the same because that's kind of what isekai animes are. Anyways, Adam Cole is live in a segment on SmackDown or NXT or wherever he is, just playing live on Twitch as Chugs and the Chugs Army. And as he's doing it, we're getting you know, various donations coming in. One coming from a very weird yet suspicious source saying, go into the TV. And of course, Chugs doesn't know what's going on. Adam Cole doesn't know what's going on. So he, you know, puts his hand up to the TV like, this is ridiculous. And Allah, almost like Persona 4, a portal begins to open for Adam Cole in this random wrestling storyline in which he is teleported inside the video game world as he is live streaming a video game. And immediately in this, we get, you know, segments throughout all the WWE stuff where we see Adam Cole essentially just, you know, going through various video games. Super Mario Maker, uh, freaking, I can't think of games right now, uh, Doom, yes, Doom, uh, Animal Crossing, uh, Skyward Sword, God help me if he's going through Skyward Sword, uh, hey Luke, listen, uh, (laughs) Um, Super Smash Bros. Why did I say that one first? As he's doing this, we get various other members of, you know, up, up, down, down, trying to figure out a way to bring Adam Cole out of television and uh, trying to get him on and back. And as this happens, they have to try and come with a plan to try and get him out. And then during this, Adam Cole is forced into WWE 2K20, the most glitchiest of glitch fests, where he must fight his friends who are glitching in order to get himself onto the 2K ladder to get him outside back into the normal world, where he is confronting all of his friends, confronting his fears, confronting his former undisputed era teammates in which he left behind. And as he does it, he climbs the ladder, getting there, I don't know how he won the North American title, he super kicks Kyler Riley down. He finds a way. He keeps climbing. We see the hand of Xavier Woods matching the chair and Swiss as he grabs it and he gets pulled up back into the real world. It's at this point he's done it. He's done it. He's made it back. He's gone through having learnt the skills of being a proper video gamer, a Twitch streamer, and potential sign talent. What? <laughs> This is the type of stupidity that you could make me try and improvise. This is what you could expect. <laughs> this is this is the bar. This is the bar that you can set. That you can once again give me your weird suggestions. We just had him go through a flipping TV. The other ones we had Fuego try and think that he was a member of the Fire Nation from Avatar. You can literally send me anything. So if you want, please send me your fantasy fumble suggestions at Wrestling With Fiction 
or on Instagram, or you can send it on Twitter at Connor the Cooper or on TikTok at Wrestling with Fiction. I'm flipping everywhere at this point. And with that, I'm gonna end it here. I've I've had so much fun with this episode. I I'm not gonna lie to you. I was I was panicking about this one. <laughs> I had I had some anxiety going into this purely just just as kind of the show's evolved and how it's kind of became a lot more like promo segment focused and also like writing stuff. So I hope all of you enjoyed. I hope you had a lovely time listening to me freak out about the fact that Adam Cole could be going to AEW and uh, him potentially having a feud with Punk. I'm I'm not against it. That that sounds great. We should we should do that. So, Tony, can can you book that please? Please, pretty please. That'd be great. Can you do that, Tony? I guess we'll never know. Maybe we'll know next week. But with that out of the way, once again, thank you all so much for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast in any ways, please consider subscribing. Please consider leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. I am still looking to get my very first Apple podcast review. So if you're listening on there, please do me a massive favor. Please, please write a review for it. It really helps out the podcast and it helps me out in trying to expand the world of wrestling with fiction to more and more fictional friends. And with that, once again, thank you all so much for listening. I hope All of you have a lovely day, and remember everyone, wrestling could always use just a little bit more fiction. See you all. Good night, everybody.